Welcome to TCC Alive, a podcast of Tulare Community Church. Hello, fellow sojourners, and welcome back to another edition of Appropriating the Culture. On today's episode, we're continuing with our series on story principles, and we'll be looking at one of the most unsatisfying and damnable story contrivances, which is known as the Deus Ex Machina. So rig up those pulley systems, and let's inexplicably resolve some conflicts. I'm Pastor Shane, and I'll be your Latin translator today as we appropriate some culture. As we said last week, over the years of human beings telling stories to each other, we've discovered what's effective and what's ineffective in telling a story. And from that, patterns start to emerge and story structures take form. And an entire category of dramatic theory arises because of that. But the really interesting thing about it is, it means that all of humanity has a consistent internal response to and desire for certain story principles. There's a transcendent immaterial yearning in us that becomes described and articulated in the story principles themselves. Simply put, the reason story structure is the way it is is because human beings resonate with that structure. And the question is, why? And what does it say about us? What does it mean? And this can be stated in the positive and the negative. What works in stories says something about us. What doesn't work in stories also says something about us. And today's topic is a story convention that really doesn't work called the deus ex machina, which means God from the machine or God out of the machine. And that's a term that came from the Greek theater. You'd be watching a play, there's conflict because stories are about conflict. And then in the end, a Greek god would come out of nowhere being lowered in on a crane, you know, some sort of pulley system, a machine, and the god would just solve all the problems. The end. Roll credits. In modern times, a deus ex machina is not so literal, but it's still a plot device that will pop up. Wikipedia rightly describes it this way. Deus ex machina is a plot device whereby a seemingly unsolvable problem in a story is suddenly and abruptly resolved by an unexpected and unlikely occurrence. Its function is generally to resolve an otherwise irresolvable plot situation, to surprise the audience, to bring the tale to a happy ending, or act as a comedic device. Comedies are pretty common avenues for a deus ex, and it works particularly in stories that are rather meta, like Monty Python's The Life of Brian, where he's saved by a random flying spaceship, or Adaptation, where the heroes are suddenly saved by an alligator attack, it's all very meta, or Dodgeball, in which the chess that carries the gambling winnings that save the gym literally bears the words deus ex machina. It's also a trope used by another notorious filmmaker. Cecily. Yeah. See that switch over there? Yeah. Flip it. In comedies, a deus ex can work because the whole thing is a farce, and the more ridiculous the comedy, the more likely it is to work because the story is secondary to making people laugh. And the use of deus ex machina in comedy is usually a joke or a mockery of deus ex machinas. And that's because we really don't like it. A deus ex machina is a really unsatisfying way to end a movie or a book. It feels lazy. It feels contrived. You're following a story. You're engaged in it. You're thinking, oh man, how are the characters going to get out of this one? And then out of nowhere, something pops up to save the day that the characters had nothing to do with. Like this scene from Training Day. Huh? 
What you gonna do? You gonna shoot me? You gonna bust your cherry killing a cop? There it is, Jay. Hit me. You ain't never killed nobody before, have you? It ain't like stepping on ass, Jay. Takes a man to kill. You man enough to kill Jay? Get me right there. Get me, Jay. Get me. Hit me. Hit me. You can't do it. Somebody drop this fool for me. Twisted, homie. We gotta put your own work in around here. Uh, it's like that, Bones. It's like that. Play to player, pimp to pimp. I don't believe you shoot me, nigga. Don't do it. Don't do it. Now I don't believe you got in the that gun and then I'm gonna get that money and you ain't gonna do a damn thing because you ain't gonna shoot no cop in the back are you don't do it you know what they give you for that the gas chamber you know what the gas chamber smells like pine oil that's where you headed boy to pine oil heaven I'm gonna get that gun and then I'm gonna get that money I don't believe you got it in you Jake oh man is he gonna kill this cop How's he gonna explain that? He's got illegal drugs in his system. He's in possession of stolen money. How's he gonna explain a dead cop? Oh, Denzel's right. He's gonna go to jail if he kills him. How is Ethan Hawke gonna get out of this one? Jake, go ahead and bounce on me. Get up out of here. We got your back. What? Just like that. Oh, no, you didn't. Wait a minute. No, you did. Hey, hey, Jay! Hey! Jay! 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 Come back here! So, random people passing by solve the conflict for him. Appropriating the Culture is brought to you by Deus Ex Machina. Have you ever found yourself in a bathtub, your hands tied behind your back, and a gun pointed at your face? <laughs> if I had a nickel. Well, don't get your head blown off by a bunch of gangsters. Just whisper, Deus Ex Machina, and voila! Hey, Smiley, you gonna trip out? Huh? Is that your little cousin or what, eh? Hey, what's up, Lizzie? What you doing? Hi, Smiley. Just um, doing homework. You want to talk to Tony? No, no, no. I want to talk to you. Uh, you go to school today? Yeah. Yeah. All day you didn't dish. No. No, I went to every class. Why? Are different. <laughs> nah. -uh. Cops talk to you today? Um. No. No. Ah, right, yeah. You tell me what happened, okay? Don't me. Um, alright, I I got jumped by these two crackheads today. You got jumped, huh? Well, I think they wanted to, like, rape me or something. I don't know. I'm, 
I mean, he just slapped me around and everything, but nothing happened, okay? Because this cop came. I mean, he came out of nowhere, and they almost killed him, though, but that. This cop, what did he look like? Um, he was a white boy. He looked real young, too. What a coincidence! You randomly save the cousin of the gangbanger who's shoving the gun in your face. Thanks, Deus Ex! Training Day is a terrible screenplay. Now, coincidences do happen in life, and so we do tolerate some level of it in our stories, especially if the coincidences are negative, that is, if it harms our protagonist. We'll get behind that 100%. But generally, coincidences are contrivances, and we don't tolerate that in stories, especially and particularly when it comes at the climax of the story and the resolution of the conflict. Now, it's not an absolute statement, but the principle here is we want the heroes to solve their own problems. We want the protagonist to be the one to resolve the conflict, not some outside secondary force, and especially not an outside secondary force that has not been set up or established in the story. So for instance, It's a Wonderful Life could be accused of having a deus ex machina. George Bailey needs $8,000 or he's going to jail, and the townspeople rally together and raise more than that to cover the lost money comes out of nowhere, saves the day, and the protagonist had nothing to do with it. All true, but it more or less works because the entire narrative is a setup for that payoff. Everything else that proceeds showed us the impact of George Bailey on the people and the town, and so the outpouring of money in the end isn't really coincidental, and it's because it's properly set up and it doesn't come out of nowhere. The protagonist didn't solve the problem, but his actions is what ultimately brings about the ending. That's a very different thing than George rushing home and the phone ringing, ring, 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 oh, oh, hello, ah, no, I don't have a great uncle. Oh, what's that? Uh, he's dead, uh, and he left me $8,000 in his will. Oh, hot dog. Mental note, I should not do impressions. But as bad as that impression was, that's an even worse ending, isn't it? Comes out of nowhere, is not set up, resolves the conflict, and saves the day. That's a deus ex machina. And although there are exceptions, we more or less reject it in story. Now that might seem to be a problem because we're relating these story principles to God. And isn't Christianity essentially a deus ex machina? Scripture says, You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. The entire premise of Christianity is that we couldn't save ourselves. We can't solve our own problems. We had to have God come from on high down to us and solve the conflict. If Christianity is the truth, why then do we have an inherent distaste in story for a deus ex machina? You could say it's our sin nature. Our rejection of God comes out in our storytelling, right? Telling the story better in the way we want it. You could make that argument, but I don't think so. In fact, I think our aversion to the deus ex machina reveals a very important theological point, which is you're not the protagonist of Christianity. It's not a story about you. It's a story about God. He's the conquering hero. We're the damsel in distress. That the damsel gets saved by no action of her own is not a deus ex machina. That's just good storytelling and good Calvinism. Or to put it in movie form, Neo fulfills the prophecy, rises from the dead, conquering the world, and setting the captives free. That's pretty much the Christian story. But the people trapped in the Matrix aren't the heroes. Now, come to think of it, a vague sort of spirituality is much more of a deus ex, right? The world isn't perfect, there's all kinds of problems, but 
you know, the universe, it'll all work out in the end. A story says no. Christianity says no. All right, well, we're going to stop there for today. As you know, January is giveaway month, and as I said, if you subscribe to our YouTube channel or join my author's Facebook page on Facebook, you would receive a free signed copy of my latest book, The Witch, the Gargoyle, and the Perfectly Perfect Man. So congratulations to Bijaj Babu Banstala, signed copy coming to India. Shipping is a little bit more than I thought. Really, really thought it would be local. But if you would like to get yourself a signed copy of The Witch, The Gargoyle, and The Perfectly Perfect Man, subscribe to our YouTube channel, or even better, join my author's Facebook page for your chance to win. Show note, there will not be an episode of ATC next week, as I'm going on vacation. Boy, studio audience is really upset by that. But if you need your fix of me, you can catch me on Terrestrial Radio on Spirit 88.9, as I should be doing the Moment of God segments there. So you can check that out, and I'll see you the following week right here for more Appropriate in the Culture. Thanks for listening. If you want to know more about the ministries and mission of Tulare Community Church, visit us at tccalive.org.